And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. I am Mo and I'm joined by Yujita and Coach. As always, guys, I miss you guys last week. I was on IR. The cast have, has been removed. I'm back in action. Unforgivable. Uh, so we've got a lot to talk about. Two weeks worth of stories to talk about. But we have to start with the Thursday night game that just happened right now. Baker Mayfield uh, had a special interest in this game. I wanted to see how... Baker will do as he suits up in LA Rams colors. Fourth quarter comeback against the Raiders who bottle another lead. They were ahead by 16 to 3. It ends up 17 to 16. Baker Mayfield doing Baker Mayfield things throughout the game and then turns into Tom Brady in the last drive or something. I don't know what happened there. Uh, Coach, talk us through this one. Make it make sense. Is, is it as much Baker Mayfield doing Baker Mayfield things or the Raiders doing normal penalties in the fourth quarter things? Um, they're pretty notorious for that. What are they, four or five fourth quarter leads or second half leads that they've blown? However, let's be honest here. As we say all the time, or at least I say it, coaching can help a, a, a quarterback. Coaching can help a player recognizing what they can do and cannot do and then building a game plan around that. Um, like, I think the guy's always been a pretty good quarterback. I don't necessarily like his mouth, um, but he can sling it around the yard when he needs to. There were a couple of plays um, where I have to be honest, I think it was just yard ball. They were like drawing it up. You run the stick. You run a scissor over here. Yeah. I'll look, and if the linebackers, I'm throwing it to you, right? Because you didn't – there were a couple of times where they showed him in the huddle, and he's not reading off anything or saying. He's like pointing and pointing and pointing. Like, all right, you just run. So I liked it. I, I like that kind of football. I, I'm, I'm sad for the um, Raiders, to be honest. I, I really kind of wanted them to win just to see some pressure uh, in the AFC West um, and, and if they could make it happen. But at the end of the day, Baker F and Mayfield, off we go. Yujita, I mean, with the Raiders, this be becomes kind of something that we've seen over and over again. I have a graphic here that I'm pulling up. So there are four games here where the Raiders were leading. So they were 20 to nothing up against the Cardinals, 17 to nothing up against the Chiefs, 17 to nothing up against the Jaguars, and 16 to three now against the Rams. They've lost all four of these games. Can Josh McDaniels survive this as a head coach, or is he going to be back in the uh, New England Patriots? By the way, shout out to Haytham, who sent me this graphic this morning. But, Yujita, what happens to Josh, Josh McDaniels uh, going forward? Does he survive this? Yeah, I mean, that's the sad part. I mean, we have a, a really great offensive mind of our time uh, leading the Raiders. And, and the Raiders, they have got skill position players who can get the job done. But what is this thing that, that's making them not win these games, these 50-50 games? And then uh, I don't know what it is. I mean, they've got, you know, they've got a good run. Josh Jacobs is number one in the, in the league on yards. Derek Carr's been playing well. Max Crosby on defense. You know, all these guys. So really, I don't know what the formula is that uh, it, these guys could be the new LA Chargers, you know, shooting themselves in the foot. Like Coach mentioned, the penalties. This, this morning's penalty, uh, I mentioned in our group, Tiller, unsportsmanlike yeah. conduct. When, when you got the opponent 
running down 98 yards for the goal. <laughs> the last drive, he started in his yeah, own end I mean, zone. You had I mean. a great punt by Cole going 64. And he has to come almost 100 yards to win the game. Baker Mayfield, I mean, could you get more Hollywood than this? This is scripted stuff, right? Only yeah, no. in LA. I think but, the, yeah. the Panthers should find the whatever first round picks they have left to get him back now. I mean, I, <laughs> clearly. No, you no, guys no, in Cleveland no, no. messed up right there. No, guys, no, yeah. no, no, it's 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 no. our fault. Yeah, yeah, it's Cleveland's fault. It's the Panthers' fault. We haven't been able to unlock the potential that is Baker Mayfield. Huh? Yeah. So um, I don't know. I mean, they, coming back to Josh McDowell, they, does he end up in any or? Uh, does the play calling have to change? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, uh, let, let's look at the Minnesota formula. Yeah, these guys are great at these fourth quarter comebacks. This is what you need. Uh, really, honestly, I'm not, I really don't know what's happening there. Too many close games. Now, another story from the week before that we saw is, is, is Tom Brady, speaking of fourth quarter comebacks. Tom Brady against the New Orleans Saints. Again, a 16-3 to score. Comes back to win at 17-16. Coach... I mean, Tom Brady does it again, the greatest of all time. Uh, but going into the playoffs right now, if the season were to end today, they're ranked fourth. The Dallas Cowboys are ranked fifth. Do the Buccaneers have it in them to, to do anything in the playoffs, Or is it just written on the wall already that they're going to be one and done in the playoffs, losing to the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, you know, in my opinion, probably one and done. Uh, I think they play many times just well enough not to lose, not necessarily to win, not to lose. Let's be honest. I don't think New Orleans is very good. And to have to have a fourth quarter comeback just to beat them, no offense. Um, I don't think the Rams are any good either uh, in, in the week before the New Orleans game. Um, I don't know how good San Francisco will be, and that's who they play this week, I think. So, you know, we'll see. I, I I just have to come back to that Dallas defense. And when they make a decision that they're going to make you miserable as a quarterback, right? I don't care if you're Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas, um, they have the ability to do that. And I still do not think the offensive line for Tampa is healthy. I think in the two minute offense, it's easy to overcome bad offensive line play in normal three to four quarter football, you cannot overcome offensive line play or bad offensive line play. So I think that might've been an anomaly. Um, but at the same time, give the guy credit, man. He, he did what he did. He does what he does. I just don't think the Bucs are very good. Now, speaking of that, Yujita, we look at the, at the playoff picture right now, right? Um, all the other teams that are in the playoffs as of today. So you're talking about below the Buccaneers. So we're talking about the Cowboys, the Giants, the Seahawks. They all have better records than uh, the Buccaneers. Should there be a ranking change? Yes, the winner of every division goes through uh, to the playoffs, but they should be ranked according to their record. So instead of having the fourth seed, they should be some at the seventh right now. Is that something that would probably make a bit more sense uh, going into the playoffs? Yeah, you look, if that existed a few years ago, none of the NFC East teams would make it. So um, <laughs> I disagree with you on that. No, no. It, it, the, winner, the winner of the division would go through, but if they have the worst record, then they go through as the seventh seed. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. A, a, a different order. Same, same. I don't know. I mean, I, I, that is something I'd have to think about. All right. <laughs> you know, and we don't have that much time. This is a short podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we come back to it, uh, you know, at the next. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you have a, a really terrible team that's going to win the division, 
like let's say Carolina wins the division, and I'm I'm just I'm just picking up Carolina, not because of you. I'm just uh, yeah. I mean, Stop talking fairy be... tales, please. Yeah, walla, walla because it's not you. <laughs> that will be a that will be a good thing to think about. Yeah, let's let's rank them in in how they ended up in conference rather than division. But it's just getting back to the uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, the, the, the game where uh, you know t- Tom Brady came back. I gotta say. You got to give it to the Tampa Bay defense for those three and outs. Okay. Yep. Without those three and outs, I think it was like 10 minutes to go. Uh, there's no way Brady would have come back and did what he did. I mean, good props to him, but they really haven't been consistent. And yeah, I think we talked about this. Brady doesn't like to hold the ball when he's pressured. That O-line can't protect him. And he just lets it out. It works. It works. It doesn't. It doesn't. So, yep. yeah, they're one and done. In- well, now so, I also yeah. liked there was... At one point, maybe two and a half minutes to go, three minutes to go, they had driven it all the way down to like the 41 or two yard line. And it was fourth and three, fourth and four, and they punted. And they were fourth and just, 10. I know what you're talking about. Well, fourth yeah, they and were 10. killing yeah. the head coach. How can you punt? Try a long field goal. Do this, do that. And as it turned out, he was right. He pinned them the right back decision. inside the 10, got a three and out, got the ball back right around the 50, and then off they went. Um, listen, as far as reorganizing, the owners are never going for it because if you win your division, they think you deserve the right to host a playoff game because right. you get 60% of the gate. Ah, yeah, so it'll never happen from the owners. Never. Right, follow the money. Yeah, just, just, just one last thing. Where Coach brought up that whole thing about the, you know, going for the punt. Does, does it say that when you give Ted Bowles, obviously Ted Bowles, uh, or, uh, I mean, he vetoed that, I think Brady wanted to go for go for it on fourth, and Bowles widowed it. Does it say that when Brady isn't given a chance to run that offense the way he wants it, it's better for Tampa? Are we are, are we looking you know, at it that way? There's, that's a good way to look at it. I don't know who Ted Bowles was. I think he was in one of my fraternities back in college. But Todd Bowles, Todd, the head coach <laughs> of Tampa Bay, Ted's his twin brother. Uh, we never heard of him until now. <laughs> you know, I think. Uh, that's a. I've never thought about that, to be honest. Sometimes him just having the leeway, he gets pretty arrogant and where he thinks he can fit it in or how he thinks he can see certain things where as an offensive coordinator or as an offensive staff, because at any moment, as I understand the NFL, obviously I've never coached there, but um, there are three or four different looks at a particular tendency to call a play two or three plays in advance. Right. Where if you only have the one look as the quarterback, I call this play and you don't look at the tendencies or think about how they normally are on third and seven or this or that. You see what you see. You call the play off. You go. And defenses are so good scheme wise now. Even they can fool Tom Brady. So Eugene brings up a good point of, hey, when we don't always run it through Tom Brady, maybe you might be a little better. I still think they'll lose to Dallas. Yeah, I oh, think yeah, so too. I think oh, so too. I don't totally think they big. have it. Of course, yeah. you can never completely write off Tom Brady. He can always pull off a surprise. And you can't also rule out a, uh, you know, Dallas laying an egg. We've seen that happen over and over yeah. again as well. So, and hey, listen, that Ted Bowles guy, he's not that great of a coach at times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's why he's out of the NFL. That's, that's, that's why he's week. not there. Yeah. All right, let's move that's over to the AFC, there. guys. <laughs> let's move over to the AFC. Cincinnati Bengals beating the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Joe Burrows, 27-24. He is 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes in the last 12 months. 
Yujita, I mean, is 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 he the kryptonite for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? Is is it Joe Burrows? Have we figured it out? Yeah, I, I think so. Pretty much, like you said, three and zero. But you know, guess what uh, has brought Cincy back up? It's the O line. The O line much improved, right? huh? I mean, at week four or five, they were about to break the record again of having him sacked. Right. So um, you know, they've got DJ Reader back as well. So. And you got to give props to Luan Rumo for that defense, what he's been doing. And um, I think Cincinnati is now becoming this kind of complete team like Dallas, like Philly. You know, they've got it going on both sides. Even when they didn't have Chase, they were able to, you know, good, do good. And they didn't have Chase and Mixon together at one time. They still were able to get going on offense. And now they got Samaj Pirine, who's doing, who did a great job against Casey from the backfield. As well, now they got Chase back. Burrows is playing back at his, you know, the level that he played last year again. So uh, I think Cincy is all set to go. Now, you mentioned the O line being much improved, but coach, the defense as well. I mean, if I, I I watched some tape on that secondary, you'd had you had a few positions there, a few plays where Kelsey or or, or some of the wide receivers were were open and ready to just receive that ball and run. But the secondary stayed on them, got that late hit and, you know, made it an incomplete pass. The defense actually did a really, really good job in, in, in keeping the Bengals in the game as well. I, I think just like last year when they kind of went on their run, I think in, in the NFL, they might be one of the best teams. They play really good team football. Yes, Chase is outstanding and Burrow yeah. is outstanding and but I think they do a really good job, especially on defense and the way they scheme. They're willing to – the way they scheme, they're willing to give you an open receiver at times. But when they give you that open receiver, they converge really well. They know where that open receiver, it seems, is going to be, and it's not ever – very seldom ever a first down. And sometimes that's just as good a defense as, you know, having the perfect play call or the perfect blitz call. You, you're allowing these open positions or these open plays – and places on the field, but you know that so that at the moment the ball leaves the hand, you've got three people that know where that is and they're there immediately. I think that's what that's that's the key to beating um, Kansas City. I think that the defense is is to um, should receive as many props as Joe Burrow or Burrow, whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah I, um, but Piron, how about the how about the running back? And Man, the running he back really filled wow. in well for Burroughs. Um, their Mixon. screen game has been outstanding the last two weeks. Um, maybe at times better than with Mixon. So now, um, now Burroughs, he was 286 yards, two touchdowns. And the Kansas City defense was not that bad. I mean, they had some really good coverage, but a few of these throws where a very small window was there for Burroughs and he got the ball there. Um, do you think he, he should be getting a little bit more MVP love, a little bit of MVP? Uh, kind of conversation here because between Jalen Hurts and Mahomes, I think those are the two prime candidates now for MVP. We've overseen, we did this last year as well. We barely talked about the Bengals until they reached the Super Bowl. Um, are we overseeing the Bengals here in Joe Burrows as a legitimate MVP candidate? Oh, probably. I, I think the, the injury to the quarterback in Baltimore really puts them in the forefront, them being Tennessee, uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. I think it really lets them kind of step into that role where five weeks ago or four weeks ago we were saying, oh, it's Baltimore because they have the weakest schedule. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to. 
And now all of a sudden, since he's willing, winning some of those close games and Burrow is making the right throw at the right time or yeah. not making the mistake at the wrong time. Um, and I think that's what a good MVP. I think Hertz has done a good job of that this year. Um, I would even put at this point probably Burrow above Mahomes um, just because he's beat him. Yeah. Three times. Three times. Yeah. Now, staying in the AFC, we've looked at the um, – let's look at the Buffalo uh, Bills. Von Miller going on injured reserve here. Does that hurt their chances going forward? I mean, Von Miller played a very pivotal role on defense throughout the season. I think he was the that one piece that could make a difference on defense. So, Yujita, what do you think? I mean, they go up against the Jets, which is, again, a division game this week. Um, where do you see the Buffalo Bills uh, defense going uh, with with uh, Von Miller going on IR? Yeah, look, on the long run, I think it is going to affect them slightly. The Jets game, maybe not so much. The Jets, their run game hasn't been great for the last <coughs> couple of weeks. But oh, I think, oh, look, Leslie Frazier has a good defensive scheme going on for Buffalo. So they will adjust. And again, Buffalo is also one of those teams that's kind of complete overall. So even if the if you don't have Juan Miller, they'll adjust it in a way. They'll fix things up there. And then you've got the offense, which is now starting to have a real run game rather than Josh Allen doing everything. Uh, we know the pass game is great. So I think they will adjust. It's, it's not really a team that's going to fall apart just because of one pivotal player is, is you know, injured or, or whatever. I think they'll still, they'll still be. It's a big loss for sure. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, before we so go on question. The, yeah, go ahead. One question, though. Did I see you waving a comb? Because it doesn't make any sense. You were waving something. Who? Something green. Yeah. Not important. Oops. Right there, yeah, right there. It's a highlighter. Oh, it's a highlighter. I thought it, I thought it was a comb because that did no, not I, make I, sense. <laughs> Moving, move on, move on. Stranger things have happened on this uh, podcast. I'm highlighting <laughs> as you make your way down. I'm highlighting. Um, yes, we finished that part. Um, All right. Don't edit this out. You got to keep this. Before we go <laughs> to the pick six, let's circle back to the NFC and the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo goes down. I mean, this was getting good. They have McCaffrey. They've got a Super Bowl kind of level defense. They've got the coach uh, there. So what do you think their chances are with the I think Trey Lance is coming back as their starting quarterback, right? No, no uh, the rookie, Purdy. Oh, they've got Purdy. Rock Purdy. So with that, Mister Irrelevant, so the last the, pick in the draft. Last pick in the draft. So, do, do you think that they should have probably pushed a bit more to get Baker Mayfield, or are they better off with this with this rookie at the moment, Coach? I, I don't think they want to upset their locker room, and I think they recognize Mayfield could do that. We don't know if he will or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think they would have pushed for that. Who they signed? Josh Johnson, I think I read which is a good backup, a solid person. Um, but, you know, Purdy looked pretty good in, when he came in. Yeah, he, he, he filled the position. He threw to the right spots. He completed what he needed to complete. Again, I think it's coaching, just as we said in the, in the leadoff when we talked about Mayfield. It's understanding what your quarterback can and cannot do um, and knowing your defense is so good. I mean, when we go all the way back to Baltimore when – they won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, of all people, as their quarterback. Um, and he couldn't 
you know, find his way out of a paper bag if you gave him directions by throwing the football. But they still won the Super Bowl. I think there's some of that. Their defense is so good. My heavens, man. And, and, and now Armstead is back. He's already, you know, one game. Yep. Now, and then it's, it's, it's a we, good defense. We've always looked at the 49ers as a probable dark horse team to go all the way to the Super Bowl. Does that go away now? Are they just going to be a good team that makes maybe, as things stand right now, they, they, they play the Giants in the, in the playoffs if things stay the same. Um, they can yep. probably win that game, but then that's it. But do do we say goodbye to the to the to the Super Bowl hopes there? Yeah, I think so. I don't think they can beat Philly. I don't think they can beat Dallas. Um, I definitely we might give it a toss up with them and Minnesota. Even though we're going to talk about that game in a second, a different yeah. game with Minnesota in it in a second. Uh, talk about disrespect. Right. Um, they might could beat Minnesota to be honest, as good as their defense is. If they if it kind of Works out that way, um, but they—I don't think they can beat Philly, and and I don't think they'd match up well with Dallas either. Well, they played yeah. the Buccaneers this week, QG. So you think they can beat them? Yep, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Look, the Buccaneers. There's no consistency in them whatsoever, and that defense with the way the Bucks O line cannot protect Brady, it's going to be all over that. I mean, they're going to dominate the line. And look, the one thing about Purdy, I know it's just one game you saw him, but. He looks like he could fit into that system, which is not a like a power throwing offense system. He he used you know CMC really well. Yeah. Um, so I think Purdy could be a good in the playoffs. Maybe they win one. Maybe they win two. Yeah, it's not Super Bowl ready. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, I just saw now we've that's got that key. game coming up in the pick six. So with that, let's move. Let's move to the pick six uh, segment. Uh, so. We missed last week, obviously, so I'm showing you the results from the week before, and it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, look at that, Kijita. <laughs> Seven to two. Oh, Beat the experts Oof. here and there. You had a yeah. seven-point lead. That's been brought down to a two-point lead now. Uh, Damn it, Ted Bowles. It's 47-49. Uh, I'm back in it, baby. So I, th- I, I hope that me missing out last week is not going to hurt me in the long run because... I, I'm breathing down your neck now, Yujita. What do you think? Few weeks to go, man. I don't sweat it. Yeah, just uh, just keep McDonald's ready. Have All your right. table clean. That's what I'll say. The loser of this contest has to spend ten hours in McDonald's, uh, as we agreed in the beginning of the uh, season. So let's see how YouTube live, out. my friends. YouTube. We're gonna live. YouTube live as well. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go on to the first game here uh, of this week. Minnesota at Detroit. Coach, what are the odds? Talk about disrespecting a 10-2 and two team. At the moment, it is a pick em. Unbelievable. Is, you pick them, and the over-under is 51.5. A pick em. How? Uh, hey, listen, it opened with Detroit favored one and a half. It opened. I just don't get it. I mean... If, they hey, talk about, <laughs> if the whole Minnesota team was playing with one butt cheek and three toes or whatever it is, they would still win that game, you know? <laughs> That's all you need in life. I don't know. All right. I, I'm going to get us started here. I think it's it's weird. I don't understand it. Vegas probably knows something that we don't. So I'm going to keep it conservative, but still Minnesota has to win this. So I'm going to have it Minnesota 24, Detroit 22. Minnesota get it, and we get the uh, the under. Yujita. 
Yeah, um, what's that? Minnesota was like nine and zero in one score game. So I mean, they've they've got this fourth quarter magic. Both defenses aren't great. So, I, and then the score, I think the what is it, fifty one, fifty two? What is it? The overall fifty one point five. Yeah, it kind of reflects the kind of offensive battle that's going to go down. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna still think Minnesota is winning this game, thirty to twenty three, going over. Thirty to twenty three and thirty twenty three. Interesting. Vegas always knows way more than I do. Um, I, I just, for the life of me, and I did a lot of research on this game, just trying to understand. There's a certain amount of um, offense in terms of the middle of the field passing and the like eight yard to 15 yard. That's one Minnesota's key, um, what do we call it, Achilles heel. And that's where 95% of the Detroit offense is. All right. So if you look at that offense, it's that, Eight yard to fifteen yard. That's where they he golf has his highest completion rate, and I think that has something to do with it. So I'm actually going to go Detroit in this one. Wow. Um, I, I I like them to win this game, even though uh, yeah, it is a pick 'em, and I like the over here. I, I think there will be some uh, some scoring. You know, I can I can even see this being like a 38-34 game or 38-35 game, but I think that one score. 9-0 for the season comes to an end. Um, all streaks have to at some point, and I think this is the time. So, yeah, I'll take Minnes- I'm sorry, I'll take Detroit in this one and the over. Well, you've given me two beat-the-expert opportunities here. I don't see it happening unless Kirk Cousins is going to be throwing the ball to his own cousins uh, throughout hey, the game. Nothing for, it does nothing for the both of us. So, yeah, that's all square there. Let's see. Let's see. All right. The second game, uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Coach, what are the odds? Pittsburgh on their own little run here. They are favored minus two. Probably most of that's with the quarterback not going to play for Baltimore. Um, The over-under at 37. Well, we have the Steelers are five and seven now. Yujita, take us through this one. What are your expectations? Yeah, look, I think Pittsburgh at home and then Huntley uh, playing for, you know, under-centered Baltimore. I think um, I think they'll fancy their chances on defense. And Pittsburgh's been doing kind of okay on offense. Run game's been good. Winning ugly as usual. So I think I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh winning this thing at uh, – I'll, I'll I think I'll keep it under by maybe a point. 2016. Okay. All right. Now, for me, I, I agree. I think Pittsburgh wins this. Without Lamar Jackson, I think a lot of Baltimore Baltimore's firepower goes away. We saw that last season. I mean, he was injured and it went nowhere over there. So, uh, But I've got it going over. So I've got it 26-21 to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh cover, and we go for the over. Coach? Um, I like Pittsburgh, too. Pittsburgh, I think, covers this. I just don't think there's enough offense on either side. I can see this not being too different than Baltimore's game last week, 10 to 9. So I might go 13 6. Oh, wow. I don't normally do scores. Yeah. Uh, but I like Pittsburgh in a super low scoring game, um, definitely under 37. Coach, you're giving me a lot of beat the expert opportunities here, the exact opposite picks than me in both games. Or, or, lose, or lose to the expert. Or lose to the expert, it. but I think there's more upside here. Yujita, I think next week, this time, we might be having a completely different conversation. All right, let's go to like uh, game number three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the San Francisco 49ers. We already got a, a hint of where Yujita's going on this one. 
Um, but let me get started as well, because I think I agree. I think we'll probably differ on the over-under here. You um, want the points? I, 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 oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you don't mind if I give them. Yeah. What are, what so are right the... now, ladies and gentlemen, oh, across the bottom yeah, of yeah, your I mean, screen, we've got the graphic see the points. Across the bottom. Yeah, the yes, graphic's yes. there right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, San Francisco is minus three. Another low score over under 37. 37. I think that defense is elite. Uh, I think Tom Brady struggled against the Saints for most of the game. Um, I don't think the 49ers defense would break down the way that the Saints defense broke down to allow a comeback like that. I've got a convincing win. We've got the rookie quarterback going up there, 33 to 13. So I've got San Francisco and the over. I've got San Francisco almost covering the points themselves. Yujita, go ahead. Yeah, like you already know where I'm going with this. I don't think uh, Tampa Bay is... I don't think they'll get up to anywhere near what Niners have to offer in this game. So... Uh, but uh, I won't go as far over than you uh, because they would have watched something on Purdy over yeah. this last week. So I'll keep it at 27-17. I'll still go over, but 27-17 for the Niners. All right, coach. Uh, the backup, backup quarterback, is that right? So we started with yeah, the backup Lance, to the back. We had Jimmy G, and so the backup, backup quarterback. To be fair, uh, I put my score down thinking that probably Trey Lance was going to uh, to yeah, play. But hey, it is what four, it is. I'll stick with it. He he was inactive for the first four games of the yeah, season. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, didn't even play. Listen, we just talked about how good the Tampa Bay defense did look in the fourth quarter. How they kind of rose to the occasion. Now you can decide how good or bad New Orleans is. Yeah, but still playing a rookie quarterback on your first start. Um, in the NFL, that's always a little hairy for me. And I really think the San Francisco defense is as good as there is in the NFL. So I'm going to go another super low-scoring game in the under. But I do think San Francisco does just enough to cover that minus three. Um, but, yeah, I think it's another super, super low-scoring game. And if I read it right, it's supposed to rain all weekend in San Francisco. Okay. All right. Now, we don't need a tiebreaker. Obviously, our Chicago Bears are on a bye week uh, this week. Um, the Bears and the Texans, the only two teams that have mathematically been eliminated from playoff contention. And I think this week, quite a few other teams are going to join them there. Um, hey, now that you uh, now yeah. that you brought up the Texans, they're up against Dallas at a spread of, did I see it right, 17? 17 and a half. Isn't that that's oh, the biggest spread that we've had this uh, that is this year, right? I think so. I no, think no, nothing no, no, been, no. Has there um, been anything 17 over 17 and a half? I, I don't think I've seen a 13 before. We've seen you've picked a few coach that were 12 and a half, uh, but 17 yeah. and a half. I, I think that's yeah. the biggest spread that I'll, we have. I'll look it up. It seems like I, somebody was 19 earlier in the season. Um, there was a big one, yeah, you're right, but I don't know if it was 19. Do you think that's the number that was? Uh, what do you make yeah. of this? I think it could be one of those banana peel games for Dallas. Mm. I'll, at nope. least I like to think <laughs> they, they'll they'll they will blow them out. It'll be a forty plus to a ten or less. Oh, yeah. But you got Mills they, back. They, you got you, you got, got you got back. both tackles. So no, Mills has been benched. Or is, I no, think Mills Allen's is benched. benched. Oh, yeah. did they flip it again? Anyway, yeah, both tackles. Did. Both tackles for Houston are out. Um, wide receivers out, um, and the corner is out as well. They lost him last week. He's out for the season. So I just, 
they're just not very good. It's not our fault. I mean, we had a very, very bad run of a general manager there for a while. Um, Mr. Wiggly likes his massages. He hurt us quite a bit as well. So he, I, I was not bothered that that Cleveland won the game, but he didn't score and threw an interception in the end zone. That didn't bother me that much. Yeah, I, I mean, liked it, was, it. It was a bit strange seeing him back, uh, trying to keep a, a straight face. A straight and, you face. Know, like the cameras are on him the whole time, and he's like looking up at the monitors, like, "Okay, I'm not comfortable in a non-masseur setting." <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, let's wrap up this episode. Thanks, guys. Uh, for those watching, make sure you like, subscribe, Thank comment, and much. share. And we'll see you guys next week. This has been Sports Unhinged. See you guys. Good see job, ya. peeps. Thank you. Bye bye.